up again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is Friday night, which means it's the three amigos, and uh, we are joined by Steve and Keith Neal is, uh, of course, in the UK, and his data is not working out, his Wi-Fi is awful, um, so uh, bear with us, hopefully Neil will be joining us. He was here at the start, uh, but not looking uh, not looking too promising at the moment, but uh, fingers crossed he can join us, but... As always, plenty to talk about and a lot of your regular stuff and a little bit more uh, besides some of the stuff that we do regular season. Toon Tipster, is he back or not? Um, you know what he's like. He's part-time on this show occasionally. Uh, got his Monday night slot now. He's gone all biggie big balls. And we've also got uh, the return of Toon Stato, which I'm looking Yay. forward to. Uh, so, yeah, happy days. Uh, let's uh, crack on with today's opening news, Steve, and that is that Eddie Howe has been... Uh, given an extension to his contract. Not quite sure what it is, um, but we know why it is, and it's good news coming out of the club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's a show of faith, isn't it, for Eddie at the start of the season? Um, you know, Abington's gone quite well over the, in the interim. We haven't heard of any dressing room problems or anything like that, so it's all all positive coming out of Newcastle. Uh, I'm pleased for Eddie Howe. I mean, he had a, he had a great start. Some people make things a little bit early, you know, for to start extending contracts. And I'd be interested to hear what Keith has to say about that and yourself, Steve. Um, you know, personally, you had a contract and my thought would be that, you know, if you start the, start the season off well and you're going well at Christmas and you're looking at, uh, you know, a, a decent run, then maybe that's when you would extend a contract or you'd be looking to extend. Um, but obviously someone's made the decision that uh, now's the time to uh, to to pin Eddie down. Maybe, the, maybe he's not looking at the top of the league. Maybe he's not looking at uh, the big six and thinking, you know, some of them are going to be scrambling around for managers soon. So uh, maybe they've thought they'll nail him down. But uh, no, no, I'm, I'm pleased for Eddie Howe. I'm pleased for the supporters. Pleased for the club. Um, it's all positive. It is massively positive. Keith, uh, what was your thoughts when you heard the news today? Um, I was surprised. I, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't sort of expecting it. Um, it was like a Mike Ashley thing to, there was that period when he gave people them long contracts, you know, and, so, and some people we, we thought shouldn't have had contracts, but it just seemed everyone started getting tied down. But somebody said to me, he's a bright lad, he said, he said, probably your best sign in the summer. Because when you, I, I put a post out earlier, when you look at him, you just say honesty, you know, you just, you just look at him and he, he just, he just comes over somebody you trust. And however good he is, we will find out. But you just know that he's going to give you everything he's got. And I think that's massive, that. If someone give, if, if you had a workforce, they give you everything they've got, then you can't ask for much more. But I, I, I thought about this afternoon. I thought, you know, why? Because it's what your question is. England, you know, I mean, I can see, I can see mm -hmm. England possibly failing um, at the end of the year. Um, and, and he, 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 you know, if Newcastle's riding high, um, he's going to be a ready-made person for that. Um, I think big players, I, th I expect the transfer record to be broken, possibly next week. Um, and, and uh, you know, if, if you're signing people that are major money, the, the rumours are the budget's gone up to 200 million for this year. And if, if you're doing that, then the players come and want to know there's uh, longevity in the manager. 
if the manager's boasting a five or seven year contract or whatever, I think it, it gives players coming in uh, more comfort. And and also, um, I think he's hugely popular with the players we've got. I think like Bruno and them moving the bits. Sean Longstaff gave him a, an amazing, um, well, the most glowing tribute he could have given. He just he just said, if that bloke asked us to do anything, I would just do it. And for a lad to say that, for any player at any level to say that, it's huge. So for me, I think I think they're looking at him and thinking there will be a casualty out of the Ditto Big Six. You know, there will there'll be something. One of them will go tits up, um, and there will be people for managers early doors. And it'll take a special club to get how out in Newcastle. But I think it would be typically a top six, or a, it would be a, it would be a um, you know. A, he did, a, he did a sterling job. If you think he, he broke a record last year, he, he achieved something that no other club's ever achieved. And, and Steve Bruce wouldn't have just took us down. He would have took us down merrily. He would have broke records either way with lost <laughs> points and all the rest of it. Eddie Howe's come in and smashed the record. So, he, and, and, you know, I don't know whether it's just me because, because I get some stick off you a lot about people like Maxi. But when we were all sat in the game, we all sat together at those friendlies. And, and when he scored that goal, I looked at Steve Hayes, and I went, and, and what are you are going to say now? And he just, he just gave us a punch and said, <laughs> but, but I, I, what I was saying, Steve, was I couldn't believe in, in three months how much Eddie Howe seems, call us, call us a dreamer, call us an optimist, but how much he seems to have got St. Maximum to get rid of the ball better. He, he, he just wasn't turning the players and he wasn't as easy to get the ball off in the friendlies is what he was last season. And and I think that he's going to get the best out of Maxi. I think he's already getting the best out of the likes of Joe Linton and Bruno. And, you know, he, he did a marvellous job getting Fraser to play again. So this bloke's got something special. And, and Botman looks happy. And, and generally, we just look like a happy club. So for me, it, it, all the credit's got to go to that fella. He, you know, he's got a good coaching squad, but he's doing a bloody brilliant job. And I think signing him on is just is, is marvellous. You know what I mean? And I feel elated. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm like a big kid. I just, I'm going tomorrow. I'm just buzzing. You know, I'm just, just sitting thinking, oh, my God, you know, we, we're there. But we haven't sold anybody. We haven't had to sell any rubbish players, any good players. We will, we will, we're talking about a kid today, um, 16, 17-year-old, who looks like a world beater. And they're saying that they think they've won the battle for him. But I think we're going to say a couple of big signings. You know, as soon as next week, so tie him down, get him in there because because he, he's he is he looks ordinary, he looks like an ordinary bloke, but he's not. And they say when he shouts and when he when he balls orders, by God, you know he's speaking. He's a really strong character. So for me, I think we've unearthed the gem. I think he's been sat there out of work, and so many clubs have looked past him. We've got him, and he fits Newcastle, and he loves. Geordies and Luff St James's. Mm, Gary Douglas is suggesting that if England have a bad World Cup, Steve, um, that the FA could come knocking for Eddie Howe as manager. Paul Regret coming up with the same thing. Uh, Southgate will be gone after the World Cup and the FA will come looking for Howe to replace him. Obviously, Keith mentioning that as well. Do you think that's a little bit of method in their madness? Um, it, 
it could be. I mean, who's who's to say that it's not written into his contract that he has to turn them down? God knows. I mean, can you imagine it? Imagine if he had in his contract and, and if England come calling, then uh, I'm sorry, but you have to knock them back. That would be classic, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, the FA and the Premier League hate where anyway, the rest of the country hates where, and we might as well have the uh, the cherry on top by uh, the England national supporters here. Um, so, hey, Scotland so, will be looking for a manager as well, according to Stewie, you know, uh, uh, if, if the way things are going with them, you know, who knows? But uh, no, I, I, you know what it is, Steve? It's it's that it's that air of positivity that we've had all through, and then the last day before we go into the season, we've got yet something else to just boost us, something else to take the pressure off, something else to boost the players, certainly boost Eddie Howe, boost his his, his back and squad, because I'm sure that the, the, there'll be extended contracts for them as well, because they usually match up, don't they? You know the coach and the, and the, the his backroom team. Um, obviously, we're, we're looking for a new goalkeeping coach soon as well. I haven't heard anything on the grapevine about who's coming in to replace uh, Smithy, but uh, no, it's 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 one of those things. England, I mean, England's out of our mind at the moment. It's not until November that uh, people like me start thinking about England when the fixtures are are, are coming to the end of, of this first period, and we move into November. Then I'll start looking at England and uh, getting excited for the World Cup. But 100% channeled on Newcastle at the minute. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, England and Eddie Howe. I mean, you know, I, I would have said before he came to Newcastle, Keith, that was a good a, a good fit. But um, I'd, I'd hate to lose Eddie Howe at the moment. I, I've got to be honest. I, I think when he came, I think we we thought. I, I think people were button higher. I mean, I, I I you know didn't argue, but I said I I just put amazed faces on Twitter to a handful of people, and not not just one or two. You know, like like a, a small little group. Um, in the close season, who said he's took us as far as he's not going to get to where we need to go. We need a top manager, and 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 how needs to go now. And I just thought, Jesus. But but I think to get him, they reckon when he interviewed, they reckon he, he interviewed brilliantly, and they reckon he told the interviewees or the board exactly what they were missing, why they were missing it, um, and and why we were the way we were. He expressed all the weaknesses in the club, but they reckon he did massive homework on Newcastle. And I think the proof was what he did next. And you know, if he if he continued in the Bruce vein and it starts slipping and slipping and slipping and went down, you'd look around and you'd say, "Well, maybe he's a decent man to get us back up." But then you'd have automatically said he's he's not the man to take us where we want to go. But I think he's answered all that. I mean, there's not a, there's not a Newcastle supporter could honestly look themselves in the mirror and say this man isn't worth watching and giving a couple of years to see where he gets us to. You know what I mean, and you've all got to get behind him. But, but for me, it, it's 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 more than just Eddie Howe. When you see Ginny won album, uh, he's thirty-two in November, and he was on two hundred forty-six thousand a week at um, at PSG, and he's just been signed up in Italy now, and they're saying his contracts are identical. And and if that's the case, you know, Win Album's a nice player, but he's not the best midfielder, you know, in Europe, uh, and he's. Quarter of a million a week. You know, he's he's sort of two and a half times our biggest earner. So if he came to our place, he would have smashed the dressing groups. I, th- I thought he was a realistic shot for us to get him to put in the midfield. I thought he was, you know, a, a realistic. Let's have a go at him till I saw the wages. And then you look at Bournemouth, who just signed Neto, um, the lowest paid player at Barcelona, on one hundred twenty thousand a week. That's Bournemouth, six million a year. And you just look and think, Christ, it's it's it, the, the the world's gone crackers. And I think Eddie Howe will be a good steady influence on that. I think Eddie Howe will 
you know, he, he said the press earlier behind closed doors that if he got some of these players in for two hundred grand a week, he can he would know which players would come wanting more money, and he's got to balance that, you know, and grow the club. And and I think he's done a brilliant job. I think and the blokes, he's a I think he's a diamond character, and I think he's done an awesome job so far. Mm, yeah, I would agree with you. I reckon Graham Potter might top the priority for the FA of Southgate. Go, says Matty. That's a good shout, mate. Yeah. <laughs> poor Brighton. Uh, poor Brighton. Getting, uh, you know, <laughs> taking for everything they've, uh, everything they've got. Uh, Mitch isn't going to be able to join us, unfortunately. Technology is beating them tonight. And uh, some people think, and that's just a, a ruse to get out early with Penman. Believe you me, it's not. He is. He, uh, he has been trying backstage to get on, bless him. But uh, have, a well deserved, have a well deserved weekend off. He's a wag. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the final call for your tickets for the Shira Ball. Uh, we are drawing this tonight. John will be knocking up a video uh, and we will be announcing the winner of that just before we close tonight at seven o'clock. So get yourself to nufcmatters.com. You've got to be in it to win it. There are 12 tickets left. Uh, if you want to be one, get one of those last tickets, then get in now, nufcmatters.com. Uh, $2.99 a ticket, and you could be the proud owner of a signed Alan Shearer ball. Get yourself on there tonight. And while I'm doing that as well, Frank Clark, uh, only four tickets left now. Time Mouth Surf Cafe. Get yourself onto the website. Do not miss out on that. Frank does not do many of these talk-ins. Uh, Time Mouth Surf Cafe. You can find them on Facebook or just Google their website. Monday the 5th of December, uh, Frank Clark and John Gibson. Uh, an intimate evening with... 35 tickets were on sale. There are only four left. But get yourself into that ball raffle. Uh, Vince is in the chat tonight. I'm sure he will tell you how nice they are. Okay. Um, I do have a few um, other things I want to talk about tonight. And first first and foremost, this, Steve. We bumped into uh, Carl, one of the lads, who uh, has been getting the, uh, the pre-season friendlies going by uh, going backwards and forwards in his wheelchair and uh, waving one of the flags. You can't see the flag on there. You, you, know, you can just about see it. It blends too nicely into the crowd, the, the, the snap that we were sent. Uh, but we did bump into him outside the ground, and it was a bit disturbing uh, from our point of view because there was a little bit of a killjoy attitude, it sounds, by a couple of the stewards threatening to potentially put him out the ground or, or potentially even getting him a ban, Steve. And, I mean, he's just injecting a little bit of humour. And I mean, I know we're living a day of HR and health and safety, mate, but uh, come on. You know, there was there was no problems there. There was no issues there. He wasn't doing anybody harm. He was generating a bit of atmosphere. And what is the difference between him circulating in a wheelchair and people running up and down the stand? I don't see the difference at all, Steve. No, 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 do I. And I, I felt for him because he was he was quite upset, wasn't he, when we when we, when we spoke to him? You know, he he's a smashing guy, and it, it just was one of those situations where you could tell he was thinking. God, I could get thrown out for that. You know, they're, they're talking about getting rid of us, getting, getting, take me ticket off this, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I felt for him because, you know, he's a diehard black and white, you know, home and away, um, smashing guy, you know, harmless, wouldn't, wouldn't, wasn't trying to cause any offence whatsoever. Um, as you say, injecting a little bit of humour. And we had a bit of a laugh, didn't we? Because it, at one point, because we couldn't make out that it was Carl in the first half when he when he did it, and we were suggesting that it could have even been Steve Wilkinson. I don't know whether I, I don't know whether Steve's going to issue a challenge now. You know, <laughs> we, we did we did suggest it could be it could be like the could be like in the velodrome, couldn't it? They could they could do a chase. You know, Steve starting. I'll, I'll, I'll be taking. I'll be taking. I'll be taking yeah. John Joe. I'll give you. I'll yeah, give you John Joe. John Joe. John Joe. John Joe. Give you all a head start. I'll. I'll pass John Joe. 
<laughs> if you like the velodrome, you know, you could have one of those where they're chasing each other. But no, no, on a serious note, it it, it is disappointing. We, we, we do have Killjoy um, stewards. We know that. We know that there are people that still have the mindset that was there when Mike Ashley was there. I've said it about various uh, situations uh, this last season, uh, you know, like from the takeover onwards. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, where's the humour gone? Where's the lightheartedness? Where's the where's the getting back to the to the old days? Why are, why have we still got people at St James's Park with the same attitude towards support as uh, as they had when Mike Ashley was there, which was couldn't care less um, attitude. I, I've I've heard of situations with people at the booking office. Uh, a perfect example, Steve, someone who has had a season ticket for eleven years, uh, did everything that was needed. Uh, the only thing that that weren't asked when they when they renewed their season ticket was to confirm their bank details. It didn't come up on the screen. Um, so she thought, oh, well, that's because my bank details haven't changed. And then uh, suddenly realises three weeks ago that uh, she hasn't got a season ticket and everybody else has from the little group that she goes with. So now she contacts them. Is anybody willing to answer the emails? No. Is there anyone willing to answer the phone? No. Can she get through to them? No. And and the woman's devastated. 11 years as a season ticket holder, sitting with her friends in the same place. You can't even have anyone who can sort it out because everything's done online now. Everything's sort of you know automated, um, and I, and I've, that, that's not that's just one example of a number that we've heard over the last uh, few weeks and months of the way people are being treated. Um, you know, and I expected better when the when the hierarchy came in. To be perfectly honest, I thought things might change, um, but uh, as I say, there are obviously people there who uh, think when they were told carry on as you were, it meant carry on being in NACA as you were when Mike Ashley was there. That's, that's the way it comes over to me anyway. But uh, maybe I'm being a little bit strong. But uh, in, in terms of Carl, getting back to that, uh, it was really it was real good laugh. It was it, it it was all taken in the right way by the fans. And that's what matters. Uh, he wasn't doing any harm to anyone. Uh, so come on, lads, wake up. Get your sense of humour hat back on. Yeah, I mean, it creates an atmosphere, Keith, doesn't it? It's, um, you know, and, and, and you know, you... They're pushing a fine line there. If they're not, if they're not telling people to stop running around the, uh, you know, running around the old, um, you know, St James's Park with flags, yet yeah, they're telling somebody off in a wheelchair. Whoa, who's this? <laughs> He's our in-house wag, Mister Grumpy. Mister fucking Grumpy, is he? Aye. Well, it's my turn, so shut up and listen. <laughs> Welcome back to England. Aye, it's great, isn't it? Bloody hell. Uh, like me the, dad, the hamster that runs my dad's router, I think, has died. And I've got a better 5G signal in the middle of the bloody desert than I do in any 28, for God's sakes. What the hell's going on? Classic. <laughs> right. <That's it. laughs> so so I'm going I'm to answer my question. I, I think it was shit. And I think, um, I think in anything, when you see a footballer play football and he's got a smiley's face, they always look better. You know, when you see people enjoy it. And the one thing that, that if the stewards are, if, are the old regime, then somebody needs to take ownership of that. A bit like the shirts at, at, at the club shop. Somebody needs to take ownership. And somebody needs to take ownership to say what people can and can't do. When I was at the Friendly, I was sat with you lads, and I looked down and it was, you know, yeah, it was, there were some of them kids, some of them bands. It would be the only game they get over the season, unless we get like a League Cup run or something like that. I'm not getting the ground, barely at all. Because if you're selling 47,000 out for a friendly, you're going to fill it on a late cup match. And them kids, some of the kids, 
eight, nine-year-old, were picking a, a, a flag up and running along the Milburn. And it was awesome. You know, we were sat there and you, you've got to remember, you know, we were all people now with them bands and, and they look at us and they just think, oh, I'll run past all these old blokes. And, and everyone's applauding the material, but this is what kids are doing in summer holidays. They're going to go back to school. What do you do? Oh, I've got the flag and I run along. And they're going to remember that in five and ten years' time. And for a steward to go over, not you know, they, they, they let all the kids run up and down. Nobody, nobody, or very few stopped them. They, they were run up and down. But they stop a lad in a wheelchair and say to him, we're going to throw you out. I mean, it's like, it's like you know what I mean? It's like heavy, heavyweight champion of mother care. Like, are they trying to be bouncers or something? Like, like, what you know? What comes in these people? Do they like? Do they take too many of them things out of the suites before they turn out at night? I'm gonna go and boss that kid in the wheelchair. Get a life, man. Get a life. Get a grip of yourself. Have a look at the mirror and have a look at a bully because it's just not pretty good. It's it's it does it's not needed. This lad's, you know, he's he's had the whole stadium cheering him on. You know what I mean? And he, he's done something harmless, and everybody could see him coming up and down the gantry. Everybody got past him, and. Let's suppose, and you know, there's a there's a anorak in there with health and safety on it, and the gaffer of health and safety says, "You're not doing no more fair dues, but don't threaten to take the lads' ticket off them. That's 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 going way too far. Just let them enjoy it, and, and let 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 us fans enjoy having something to shout about." Yeah, Mitch, we're just talking about Killjoy culture, which seems mm. to have entered into Newcastle United's uh, stadium once again. And Carl, a good friend of the show, uh, and, it, and it's got to be said, one of Newcastle's uh, most hardy and loyal travellers. He's had battles with his health over recent seasons. He's collapsed at a lot of games. He's now got himself a wheelchair. He's been riding around St James's Park during the pre-season friendlies with a flag. No different to anybody who we've seen in recent games back end of last season, running up and down the stands, trying to create an atmosphere. And an overzealous steward, by the sounds of it, has told him that he better stop it, otherwise he'll get banned. I, I think, I don't know whether Steve's already touched on this, but it's certainly a conversation Steve and I have had a number of occasions in the last few months about certain people within St James's Park are still stuck in a Ashley era mindset. And, and that is the Ashley era mindset is you can't enjoy anything because you might start singing nasty things about Mike Ashley. They've got no other way of thinking about um, instead of coming up with a problem, how can we embrace this in the change of the whole change of the atmosphere in the crowd and in the club, uh, but rather to go back to type, to revert to type that, because that's the way we've always done it for the last 14 years. Yeah. And so it's it's difficult, and until some of those changes are made, and it's almost become a culture within certain elements, as I understand it, within certain elements of the, of the, of the internal structure of the club. And there's people who've also built fiefdoms in that 14 years, and they're gonna, they're very aware that they could have that fiefdom taken away from them and put in the charge of somebody else. Um, and if that's anybody responsible for doing that, they need a kick up the arse, and they need that fiefdom brought down. I'm sorry. Yeah, can, can we not have a bit of joy and a bit of fun and a bit of understanding again? You know, um, I think we've had enough problems internally as a fan base and as a club over the last 14 years without looking for what the next problem is. We should be looking at what the next thing to celebrate is. And fans getting involved like that should be something we should be embracing and celebrating. Well, isn't it? well said. 
There's, yeah. there's a guy called Ian just put something on. He says, I'm 65 year old and I feel like a five year old. That's the spirit we want. This is like, this is just a spirit of newness to us because we've never had anything to shout about. We've had, we've had like Mackhams <laughs> sold the club for five million, being able to like put an argument up with us and say we've won now. But now it's about to take off and you've got people sitting there, you know, with, with the braces saying that, you know, how many charges of security. It's just, just totally wrong. And it's, it's, yeah. It's it, it's about smiling. It's like Mitch says. It's about it's about it's about just grinning and laughing at the whole thing. Of course, there's always been, there's always been things, Keith, that where you see a generational gap. And and I'll give you one example of when me and Steve were were involved in the trust. I was interim chair, and he was he, he uh, and Bill and I were dealing with a number of different things. And we had one of these incidents where. It, a busload of lads had got off, I think, on the way to Wigan and they totally trashed the services with beer, spraying beer everywhere. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't get what they were doing and what the what the, the joy behind it was and what yeah. the fun and what they were doing was. But then when I reached out to them and found out who it was and had a chat with them and tried to get inside their heads for it, I could kind of see where they were coming from, even though it's not something that I would do. And it's the same way that I look, look at younger Groups of fans, the way I'm sure the lads in the butchers' court used to look at me, and the lads in the black and white kilts used to look at me. It's just different. It's a different way of doing things, and I think it's time that we embraced all of that more again, yeah, so and just try to have a little bit of leeway and understanding between each other. But also, the club need to have the right people in the right places to also embrace that, because there's very few people. Um. In the club, in the past, in the recent past, have been able to embrace it like that. Yeah. You know, and Ollie Milt Marshall's got a lot of stick over the years, but there's times he was a lone voice trying to do something when people were quite happy to sit on their asses and do nothing <laughs> and uh, and things like that. It's, you know, and, and I think it's, it's part of this evolution and revolution that we're going to go through in the next couple of years um, and, and changing the entire feeling inside the club. And that's going to be difficult for some people who are probably in a comfort zone and are looking over their shoulders and thinking well hang on if if this is this is going to change what's going to change for me and some people aren't ready to embrace that they're just not you know you've got to be realistic about that yeah it was a bit it's a bit like the catering side isn't it when you i don't know whether whether it's still the same but you used to go into the East Stand, and if if you were if it was one minute after the start of the second half, the shutters used to come down like it was sort of uh, I'm a uh, celebrity, get me out of here on that bloody uh, challenge. Yeah, you know? It was exactly, exactly like that. It was exactly <laughs> Steve, funny. You see that? Spot on. That's spot on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That was the mindset that they had. They just couldn't get rid of you quick enough. You uh, know, and it, it, it's just a. That's what. That's the the evolution that you're hoping is going to come. Within the club, you're hoping that people are going to get a grip. You're hoping that the new CEO is going to be, you know, doing his 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 whole sort of tour of everyone talking to everyone, getting a grip of of what what what's good about the club, but what they're not doing right from a from a customer, if we want to call ourselves that perspective, you know. Um, and there will there will be there'll be an awful lot more that we could talk about on that particular subject. And I think in the next few months, weeks, and months, I'm sure we will. But it, it's it's that mindset. It's not necessarily 
that it's not necess- it's not us it's not the supporters it's not desperately looking for something that's not there what it is is it's a mindset as you say that is that has existed within the club within the hierarchy within that 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 service sector of St James's Park that that runs on the same way as it did in sports direct which is you're on minimum wage so that means i'm going to do the bare minimum and it's not my responsibility and i'll do yeah. i'll do me i'll do me 15 minutes and no more type of thing and then you have the managers who are not prepared to to put their head above the parapet and do something to try and implement change because or well, what's the point because it it'll sound like I'm a gripe. It'll sound like I'm a mooner or a groaner. No, you know, it, it, what we're trying to do is we're trying to embrace, embrace best practice. We're trying to encourage. You should be encouraging the managers to find best practice within it to give you the best customer service possible instead of slamming the shutters in your face constantly. You know. Well, if you were yeah. steward, Steve, if you were steward, you'd rather steward these people with what my with what the, the new owners are giving you. You'd rather steward these people who all come in the ground with a smile on the face and all leave yeah. them with a smile on the face. That must be yes. very easy stewardry. So if you're doing that, and that's your task. You, you know, we are a target. We're targeted by the press. We're targeted by magams. We're targeted by trolls. We're tar- you're targeted by anybody who doesn't like this new Saudi takeover, right? And the best way to answer is with a smile. The, be- the best way. And so, and I don't just mean the fans. I mean the fans. I mean the stewards. I mean the players. Everything. You just you, we should just look like the happy club, which is what we are. And when people look at us, and they, you know, people, someone said it the day, they goes, "Ah, oh, you're chopping heads off our guns." Well, I says, "Let's hope it's not yours." I says, "But just calm yourself." I says, "Just calm yourself." I says, "But it's eating you. It's eating you. It's eating your insides out." I says, "Just get on with it." I says, "You must have got a master's degree on the seventh of October, did you? What happened on the seventh of October, like?" And I just says, "Fucking hell, it's, 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 chill, it's chewing your tits off. Just, just let it go, son. Just let it go. Can, can support your team and forget about us." But these stewards, them, these stewards need to be the happiest stewards in the world because they've got the easiest fans to look after. Because our yeah. fa- none of our fans are ever going to work the ticket because they lose the season ticket. So it must be the well, easiest children you could ever do. But there's there's a wider picture in there, Keith, about football fans in general that were always vilified for something at the minute. It's coke. Uh, yeah. We've got to got to deal with this coke problem in football. Well, no, it's a coke problem in society. <laughs> um, you know, and and there's somebody who's expat and has come back to the UK. I was back at Christmas. I'm back now. Um, yeah, I see changes. A lot of changes actually. Uh, yeah, and and they're not good changes. Um, and and so you know, it's always us that gets vilified. It's always us that gets targeted. I was talking to Chris Betts on Twitter today, you know, about Northumbria Police. I saying, you know, the Nottingham Forest fans come enjoy the city, have a pint, have a McMingle. Where where's is away fans? I told where we've got to drink, where we can't drink, where we can't uh, well, drink. You can't get, you can't get, you've got to get to this pub. Got, <laughs> and right. all you've got to do is turn around and say, well. We're open, we're friendly, we're here. Come and enjoy the, enjoy yourselves. Aye. And eventually yeah. the rest of the world will catch up with us. Yeah. yeah. And, and no, that's the way we've got to try and look at it. And, and as a club, we now need people in place within the whole stewarding side of things that will interact with fans in a positive manner, not in a negative manner. We're not going to be having 30,000 people saying, fat cockney bastard, get out of our club anymore. That's a problem that don't need to deal with anymore. One solution. So Everything should be positive. One solution, they'll end it all. Every steward next year wears budgie smugglers. 
Classic. And uh, while I'm over, I can deliver the train and course. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no doubt. I expect you. Yeah, I thought that's where you were tonight when you went listen. It's all in the hip action, you know. <laughs> the um, a lot of people asking where you're drinking tomorrow, guys. I think you're heading up to the black and white bull pre match, aren't you? I think yeah. just to go and pop in that's there. I think that's the starting point. I, I so yeah, yeah any, any, anybody anyway. wants to ca catch the lads, maybe it's 12, 12 o'clock, half past 12, get yourself up to there. It used to be the black bull on Barrack Road. I know uh, John is uh, leading a contingent of NUFC matters people up there. I will be at the dog and parrot with Super Mac, um, but then uh, me and the guys are going to get together. We're going for a meal. Tomorrow night, how civilised. Half past seven, we're all off for some scram. But uh, I think we'll all be in the strawberry after the game, at least for one drink, uh, before I head back to do another thing with Super Mac. And then we're all catching up later on tomorrow night, which we're all looking forward if, to. If, if, anybody, if anybody's in town tonight, me and Mr Hasty may be up there at some stage this evening. For me? Um, yeah, aye. Good stuff. Get your spot as guides out. You can tick the boxes as you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Uh, as always, a lot to get through. Um, for those of a nervous disposition, put your fingers in your ears. Here comes that music. Okay, the day I met where I asked you to send in photographs of you meeting their former players, former managers, people who work at the club or people who are there now. And we've got a, an abundance of people who are there now. But first, thanks to Lee Lee, who says, does this count uh, as the day I met? Can't believe it was last year. There's Lee Lee uh, outside St. James's Park with our very own Steve Hasty at the Food Bank, which you, uh, you will be able to see Steve tomorrow as well. Lee Lee, thanks for sending that. And Lee Lee's also sent in her first game, which we will have on Geordie's here. Geordie's there a little bit later next week. Uh, this one was sent from Alan. He says, the day we met, uh, Mia Dad, what a gent. And that was a, a wonderful photo, Alan. Thanks for sending that in and uh, rocking your uh, green and white strip as well. Whilst me, Dad looks uh, a little bit more casual than he uh, normally does when uh, he is photographed. And Scott Kitson, who has been a, a, a regular of the show and someone who I caught up in person at the Alan Shearer do, um, he has uh, had a day out, which uh, most Newcastle fans would love. He's uh, sitting in the stand for the Bill Bow game. He got a chance to meet um, uh, Sean Longstaff and Big Dan Byrne. Hey. which is a great photo and uh, our owners again uh, Mia Dad and Amanda so uh, thank you for sending those in if you want to feature on the day I met uh, then send your photographs to me on Twitter at Steve Wraith which is all lowercase <laughs> Talk about size match was carrying, wasn't it, Steve? Did you notice it? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the, has that got the transfer kitty in it? Do you think? Possibly, like it might do. You never <laughs> might just be a big bag of jelly babies or something. Who knows? Um, as often we talk about social media on here, and um, there was an interesting piece put out uh, this week 
uh, in the national press about um, social media accounts of footballers being attacked and abused. And um, I've got to be honest, I mean, we've suffered, uh, you know, greatly uh, in our little uh, quartet uh, on social media, maybe Neil to a lesser extent, Keith certainly, me definitely, Steve's had his own issues as well with being targeted, his account being hacked, etc. So we do know what it's like. We've all been on the receiving end. We did a campaign on this show in the very early days called Think Before You Tweet, which me and dad uh, kindly supported and a lot of ex-players. Uh, but reading these stats, it you know, we don't seem to make any movement on this. We don't seem to progress. But this, this was a, a, taken from an article. It said the player who received the most abuse as a percentage of all messages directed at him, was Kieran Clark at 34.1%. The defender for Newcastle United was sent off against Norwich City on the 30th of November 2021, and the study said that 78% of all of the abusive tweets he had received came on this day, most of them appearing to be from fans of his own club. The tweets were attacking his perceived poor performance, with many suggesting he should get out of the club, and a small number of tweets focused on his nationality found the study. It added, otherwise, Kieran Clark does not receive many tweets compared to other players. Following on from that, uh, in comparison, Benjamin Mendy, a Manchester City defender who has been accused of eight offences against five different women, including seven counts of rape relating to four women, received 405 abusive messages. This amounted to 23.1% of the total that he received. The abusive tweets mostly conveyed anger and disgust at his alleged actions, the study said. Although Manchester United defender Harry Maguire received more abusive uh, messages in terms of volume, these accounted only for 14.9% of the messages targeting him. And many of the messages were sent in response to an apology tweet he made following a defeat to Manchester City. The dynamic of player popularity, drive and engagement was even more apparent for Cristiano Ronaldo, who received more abusive messages than anyone else with 12,520, but these only accounted for 2.2% of the 576,915 messages he received in total. Now, I mean, no apologies for reading all that out, because I think when we start a discussion, it's always important that you've got all the, the facts in front of you from this particular study that took place. But Steve... I think this re-emphasizes the stuff that I was saying last week, the week before, the week before that. We have some people in our fan base who generally just love to whinge and complain on social media and they don't care who it's directed to. And we get it. Some of these fans, are, well, a lot of these fans are anonymous. Some of them won't be Newcastle fans. They might be supporters of other clubs, rivals, whatever. But... It's pretty damning that, isn't it? I mean, we all know why he was attacked on that particular day. That was a six-pointer early in the season. Newcastle not getting anywhere with regards to results. And Kieran Clark got sent off in a key game. We ended up we ended up getting a one, was it a one-one draw um, yeah. in that game? Yeah. And we all we all I think we all sat after that game and said Newcastle's going down. And and we were right to think that in a lot of ways because no one's ever pulled themselves out of that kind of mess before. Little did we know what kind of reaction Eddie Howe was going to get in the dressing room and what kind of players we were going to recruit in January. Uh, but your thoughts on those figures that, that, that I've just read out? Well, taking the Kieran Clark situation, I mean, Kieran had never let Newcastle down. He got sent off. He, had, he made a split-second decision. A split-second decision that went the wrong way for him. And for that, his career at Newcastle United was, was basically over. 
from that moment on, both mentally and you could, I mean, I could use the word physically, but emotionally and physically that, you know, that he was suspended. The club went out and bought someone else. He's everything. I mean, he never played again. He didn't even get into the squad from the January, whether that was because of the sending off or whether or not, I'm, you know, only Kewin and, and uh, Eddie Howe will know. But the abuse was crazy. It was absolutely ridiculous. The, the reaction to the sending off, I thought, was was crazy because, as I say, it was a split second decision that he that he made. Um, he thought he was making the right decision. Thought he might save a save a goal. Um, he got sent off, and and like you say, you, you you put it into the context of where we were within the season, and um, the way the performances, the way that the team was playing. Um, the fact that how couldn't he, he, he couldn't buy a win from them and or or even a performance from them until the December anyway, um, but it's 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 I I just don't get it I don't get immediately going on to social media and start slagging a player off I, you know whether it's Ronaldo or 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 Maguire or even getting involved in the Mendy situation or what happened to Kieran or many many other players you look at what happened after the Euros and the abuse that the players got there. A lot of it, and I've said it time and time again in, in conversations I've had with people, a lot of the abuse that players are receiving tends to come after poor performances or where the result hasn't gone the way that certain people wanted. And I think it, I think it's tied in massively to the online gambling. I think people, uh, they, they immediately react if a result doesn't go their way because they've had money on that and, it, and they've lost. And... I've always felt as though that the gambling uh, companies um, really, really need to be involved in this discussion um, and nobody seems to take them to task on it. Um, and nobody seems to have got a grip on the online gambling um, situation anyway. Um, and we keep hearing that the government's going to do this and government's going to do that. But it's just a social thing now. It's a social thing to just to immediately lash out and 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 blame other people or to, to use a... A situation to to hound people. Someone will get seriously hurt. Someone will, and it's happened in in other walks of life, not in, necessarily in sport at the moment. But you know, it's happened in the celebrity world. Um, you know, Love Island and people like that. You know, programs like that. Someone will, you know, something serious will happen uh, regarding online abuse and and the online abuse of the and. It's only then that they'll be taking a task and, and these these trolls, you know, someone will get absolutely hammered for it. And, um, you know, people really, really need to look themselves and question why, what 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 do they get out of it? I just don't I just don't understand what they get out of They've got um, any mates. They've got any mates, so they're trying to they're trying to gain relevance. They're trying well, to get some they get trying to get somebody to listen to them, aren't they? Well, perhaps Keith, but in, in terms of you know, does it get you? Does it, does it mean loads of people listen to you because you slag off Cristiano Ronaldo or Kieran Clark or, or Benjamin Mendy? It speaks a volume about it. a volume about about the people, though, doesn't it? That they yeah, get it's, 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 it's imagine a about their mentality and about their shallow life that they obviously lead. Certainly. Imagine a kid saying, "What, what you doing now, Dad? I'm going to computer abuse somebody. Oh, I funny you sound, you. I love you." Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like. It's bizarre. I mean, you know, Keith, I'll, I'll come with you because yes, you, 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 you know, you, you're just commenting there. But the, you know, I'm not going to repeat what was said. But one particular no. account this week had a comparison between Newcastle and Leicester, and yeah. 
I don't need to say any more. Anybody who saw it will know exactly which tweet I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, distinguish that tweet by mentioning it any further. It doesn't need it. But that kind of tweet that went out there, which was about someone losing their life, again, I just don't understand. That isn't that isn't humour. That isn't sarcasm. That isn't um, that. That's in in my mindset. It's it's wrong, you know, and 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 I just don't understand it. Was one of the sickest things I've seen since I've been on social media, following the t- like in the run up to takeover, for somebody to make a mention of a loss of life in what they think is either an argument or a humorous way, just puts a thumbprint down. And the thing that saddened me was that 30, 40 Newcastle fans liked it. Um, it's it's you know each your own. You know you can all do your own thing, but. But I, 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 a few, I, I, a couple of years ago during lockdown, if you remember, I, I saw a load of emergency services out on on Newcastle's quayside, and I couldn't believe it. I think, what the hell's all of this? You know, there could there not be better resourced anywhere else? I was actually sitting having a coffee with John from Jab, who we lost a, a year later. Um, yeah. you know, forty years of forty years of age, he died. I took a photograph of it and I stuck like a, um, like a, a monkey emoji going like that. You know, what on earth's going on? Never thought anything of it. And of course, it was about six, you know, six or seven minutes later, my phone was going mad. And people have pointed out that it was actually somebody on the bridge looking to jump off. And, you know, quickly I deleted the tweet. But that particular tweet is now, you know, on a regular basis by those who have an an old, you know, an agenda against me is often brought up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the person who put that particular tweet out this week then goes, Ah, oh, wasn't that when you know Steve did this and he was laughing at suicide? Of course, I wasn't laughing at suicide. Laughing. Somebody, somebody, are trying to attempt to do that, you know, you know. But I tell you what, it made me think that my mindset was, Christ, I'll think before I tweet, and that's where the idea of the campaign came from because of that, you know, mistake. We're all we're all capable of making mistakes, but but Mitch, going out and actually, you know, sitting with your fingers and thumbs and just tweeting something as as disgusting as what we saw this week, and, and then reading what that article said this week about players being targeted just makes you think, doesn't it? it? And it's not a football issue. This is a this is a social issue, Mitch. It's not it's There's not num- just football, is it? Number of different things in here, mate. Um, firstly, with regard to Kieran Clark, I think the biggest difference, if you want to talk about Kieran, and then you want to talk about Harry Maguire and Ronaldo, there's only one of those probably ever looks at his own social media accounts. Um, and the others probably rarely do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, everybody knows I've got a big soft spot for Kieran Clark. I let everybody work out why that may or may not be. The lad's top bloke, real gentleman, great sympathy in Newcastle United. My understanding is took at least two, if not three, pay cuts to stay at Newcastle United and try and get them back in the Premiership twice. The lad deserves all of our thanks and grace as he leaves the club at the end of his contract. Um, and yeah, he got a bit of dog's abuse for getting sent off. I take that as just a social media knee jerk. I've been involved in the online world a lot longer than you three as well. We talk about skunk as the forum I used to be involved in. Um, that was not a nice place. If you want to be available, yeah, let's go available. I'll go available. I'll go to the tour. Yeah, I reckon I can beat you. Been there, done it, got the t shirt. I've been called worse by better people. And and I used to carry a big bag of fucks around on my back, and now I've given them all away, and I don't give a single one. And so you can call us 
anything you like. I've been called it already. And I've probably been called worse and cleverer. <laughs> and some of the things you want to call us actually quite quite find funny. Yeah. I, I would actually quite find some of that amusing. You've got to remember as well, I'm medical. Medical people have got a very dark sense of humour. If you want to go dark with my sense of humour, I'll probably go darker, mate. Yeah. You know, there's only one of us four has probably hidden kidneys in somebody's shoes to piss them off in a dissection room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, um, where do you want to go with this? Um, I think that the challenge with social media is the anonymity, is the fact that if you want to call me a specky four-eyed whatever, if you want to do it on the internet underneath an, uh, an anonymous name, crack on, name bother. You want to come and do it with me face? Well, Stu will tell you a story about somebody who did that and they want some good fellas. Um, yeah, that didn't last long. And so it, it's it's levels. It's just various levels. There, there seems to be, and again, we talked about generational gaps earlier as well. There's, there is a generational gap. I genuinely don't understand, don't understand some of it. It's the first time I feel genuinely old. Is that I don't get it. I don't get where some people are coming from on certain things. Um, but I, I, I think the, the reaction towards Kieran was, I, I think Steve's got a fantastic point about the effect of online gambling. Um, knowing two very good blokes who got themselves in very deep water, um, one of whom did time for as a result of his gambling habit, genuinely lost everything. And somebody that I known years and years and years, and a really good lad. Um, and so I'm, I'm all for that. As somebody who had um, a year out from life as a professional gambler for a year, that not many people know, but you all know now. Um, and since I stopped that, I've never had another bet in anger, um, because it gets to a point where you're like. You've got to make a decision on what you do and what you don't do. And uh, it's great when it works and it's bloody horrible when it doesn't work. And that's a stressful way to live. And I'd, I'm quite happy doing my teeth and getting a steady income. Thanks. Good um, stuff. But, you know, when you're talking about you know, that, Steve, you're talking about people like Kieran Clark and you're talking yeah. about Ronaldo and you're talking about a player at Man City. You've got to look at who you're targeting because if Newcastle fans think, you know, I'll have a pop with Kieran Clark, they've got to ask themselves first, do you think that's going to help that player recover? And do you think that's going to help the club? But people don't, they don't, and, and, and that, that's the nature reaction of it. It's just there. Well, out. You've, you've, already, you've already said Kieran Clark will get their messages personally and he'll manage his own account. And that'll that'll tear that lad down because he's a sensitive lad. If you're talking about Ronaldo with so many million things, he won't do any of his account. So so Ronaldo will just say, you know, 98.2% of your, your account's positive. So he's not going to say that. As far as it might, you know, these 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 people targeting a Leicester uh, ex-director you're just sick you're twisted you need a doctor you need help if you think it's funny to call a guy who lost his life you, you really have got a shortage in I mean I hope you'll get a shortage of oxygen to be fair because you don't deserve to breathe wishing ill on people like that there's something the matter with your brain but when you talk about a bloke in Man City I've got to say to you, you know, if he's got five attacks on women I, I have no sympathy and then I understand why he gets abused because Call them trolls, company one. For me, he should be shot with shit, sprayed with glue so it sticks and he can smell it for the rest of his life because what he's done is awful. Yeah, well, look, it's uh, Kevin said it was getting a bit heavy before, but he did say it's better to say nothing than say something and remove all doubt. I'd, 
I just felt because of the Newcastle connection and because of the percentage, I thought it was it was valid, Kevin, bringing it up tonight. But listen, we value all opinions. Uh, keep them coming in in the chat. Plenty to talk about uh, tonight. And don't forget, tonight is the last night for your Alan Shearer ball. Uh, do not miss out on this raffle. Uh, tickets were limited to 99. Uh, eight left, uh, 2.99 per ticket. Get yourself involved. You could be the proud winner of that ball tonight. And then we will be going with a new prize uh, to signed. Joe Linton shirt we will be starting tonight uh, so we will give you a push on that last things on the tweets Phil says I've tried to post constructive comments and arguments on Twitter but I've received abuse it's pathetic to be honest Tom Dixon says social media needs to be tougher to go uh, to in the future to stop people bullying and trolling in the near future Trolls says if you're on social media and you know there will be backlash because there's always an idiot who wants nothing to, uh, but to make people angry unfortunately and somebody said the block button is there the block button is there but unfortunately, no. you can block people, uh, but then people can copy you into a tweet and a reply to a tweet. And if you haven't blocked them, you then get a chance to read all the stuff that's already been put. It completely makes a farce of the block button. If you block, you should be able to block and not see those people. So, um, look, I, I think there's one last thing I'd like to say is everybody controls their own, own social media account. What you decide to do, that whether you decide to block, follow, mute, Whatever you want to do to make your life and your social media account easy for you, that's what you should do. Um, yeah. I don't mind being blocked by anybody. If you didn't want to hear what I say, that's the easiest way to not hear what I say. If you want to hear what I say and then have a comeback at us about it and then talk about us behind the block, that's just cowardice. Crack on. I don't care. Um, but I know I'm different in some respects in that because I just don't care. Um, and I think for a lot of people, um, to manage your own social media account in a way that keeps you happy mm -hmm. with your social group and keeps you happy in a mental frame of mind, that has to be the way you've got to do it. And don't criticise for anybody for managing their own social media account in that respect, because that's what they want to do for them. And you're only responsible for you. And yeah. Yeah, and Lee, Lee makes the same point as Keith. Social issue with uneducated people sitting at home with serious mental health issues themselves, making themselves feel better, disrespecting others. They need help themselves, which is, which is a good point. And you know, um, I, I remember you saying this in the past as well, and you're right. Some of us hide our identity for a good reason. I've got no problem providing my driving license to YouTube to verify my account. Not all of us are trolls or do it to hurl abuse. Well said, mate. Yeah, listen, no problem with that at all. Um, I just think that those who do hurl abuse from anonymous accounts, maybe they, those are the ones who, you know, maybe they should be made to, to, to reveal themselves or get off social media. There has to be some kind of solution. And the more that big names are targeted and the more that they kick up a fuss, eventually something will be done because what you will find eventually is, you know, people, you know, boycotting social media, people boycotting Twitter, big names boycotting Twitter. And I would say that once it starts hitting advertisers in the pocket, the companies in the pocket, because advertisers don't want anything to do with it because it's got bad, it's got a bad rep or the next big thing comes along, then, you know, it, it will change things. It might move the goalpost. People need to value the freedom of speech they have. I, I live in the UAE where social media and other means of communication are very heavily monitored. Um, and people are genuinely deported for things they see on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, it happens probably more than people realise. 
And that's the power that some societies have to do. Um, enjoy your freedom of speech. People died for it. I'll back it to the hilt. Say anything you like. Don't care. But when it becomes personal, abusive, um, don't be surprised if somebody wants some sort of recompense for that because it, 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 that's not how it works in the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, uh, thanks for commenting on that, everybody in the chat. So it's, it's a good debate. And I know people say it gets a bit heavy, but I think it's a, it's a really interesting debate. It's a serious one. And I make no apologies for highlighting it. Uh, you know, on a regular basis, if it means that we can do a small part, uh, you know, to, to get shot of the uh, from you know from from social media, full stop. Uh, Andrew Malloy posted this uh, on Twitter, um, and this was um, Soccer AM. Ajax have now banned fans from bringing signs asking players for their shirts after games. Steve, now this is something that seems to have gone on um, just in in the in the last couple of years, uh, pre-COVID, now after COVID where you know young fans in particular are doing it. And I've I've got to be honest, one the first person or the second person who did this, it was probably a genuine, a genuine thing. It was a it was a novelty. It was a good idea. But then it became, Steve, like an epidemic. And there's probably an industry behind it. In fact, I will swear down that there is. There'll be people who are flogging shirts on, on eBay getting a tenant, giving the tenant of the young and who's took the, the the bit of cardboard of the match and off they've gone and, and, you know, sold that shirt on for God knows how much. But is that a bit strong on? Do you agree with that? Is You know, is, can you stop people taking cardboard into the ground with a, with a please give us your shirt? Well, I, I think I think people need, need to say to their kids, look, just watch the game. You're not get, the chances of you getting the shirt are fairly remote now. Um, and it, it it started during it started around with COVID time, I think, or just before that. And then obviously during COVID, the players weren't giving their shirts out anyway, so we're mm. allowed to. We're banned. Um, but it's it's an interesting. I watched Room One Hundred One last night, and uh, the uh, the the cardboard uh, cardboard signs of people begging for shirts was was actually put into what Room One Hundred One. Uh, it was dumped. The guy who put it up, he says, "This is what I wanted." Can I put this into room 101? And it got accepted from all the other three choices. And uh, I was sitting there going, yes, I agree with that. But it's interesting what you say about the, the, the professional aspect of it. Um, I, I, I was I was, uh, I was out a couple of, couple of weeks ago and uh, there was I was with some well-known people who uh, they were getting stopped by um, what they knew were scammers. They, they knew that these were professionals um, trying to get them uh, signatures on on merchandise and such like that, and uh, their management team had said, "Don't sign anything." And it's a shame because there were genuine fans there that would have liked a signature on a T-shirt or on a book. But the professional guy was there, or half a dozen of them, and uh, the hotel the hotels know who they are, and they tip off the the, the individuals or the the organisations themselves and say, look, this guy's here every other day, every other week, no matter whether it's a football, whether it's a band, the personality or whatever. Um, and it's it people have built up an industry, and you just see how quickly the the, the stuff goes online, and it and it's up for sale. So uh, yes, there is an industry behind all of this, uh, undoubtedly, Steve. And and we we know that that it, that it happens at, at Newcastle uh, to a greater or lesser extent. Um, just judging by the amount of, of websites that have cropped up that are selling merchandise with signed items that don't just cover Newcastle, but they cover every other club as well. 
So it shows you that it is a, it is professional. Um, and I, I, if it was me, I wouldn't. I, if I had a little lad or a little lass now, uh, and I was taking the match, I would I would say no, no. You go and watch the football. The chances are we can stand outside, we'll get an autograph in a book or something like that, or on a, on your own shirt. But don't go with a bit of cardboard asking for for a player's shirt. You know. Yeah. I'm laughing at I'm laughing at this. Gary Milligan's put Steve. Did you see SAFC players with placards asking the fans for shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, Mitch, where do you stand on the whole shirt saga? Dan's nailed it. Today. It's, it's something that's bled in from American sports. If you look at baseball, when you see if you see a ball go in the stand and you see a guy the size of me flatten four kids and a lass yeah. to catch the ball. Because he wants to, then that ball will be on eBay within minutes. And and if you see people in in the crowd at American football games asking for the ball from a touchdown, from you know this is Tyree Kill's third touchdown in the AFC playoff game, that'll be on eBay within minutes. And mm. this is where it's bled in from. That's where it's bled in from. It's bled do in think from. All them, do you think all them kids that's got a placard are selling them? No, not all of them. No, not all of them. No, 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 no. It cannot be all of them, Keith. Um, and and I and I think like many things that when somebody works something out like that, that's a good touch. The next people that work out what they should be doing are the kids. Yeah. The best entrepreneurs in life are kids. Yeah. That's that's why when you interact with young minds, you learn so much because <laughs> some of the best entrepreneurs are the are, are kids. You know, I take the piss out of people with NFTs at the minute. I wish I'd got into NFTs about two years ago when I had an opportunity to. Because I was sitting saying, well, this is Emperor's New Clothes and Magic Beans. And I can draw you a picture of a monkey with headphones on, if you want that. Um, But actually, I wish I'd actually chucked my money into it because I'd be getting out of it now, just as the bottom's about to drop into it. Yeah, but because... how many how many of these little kids are going home after the match and the mum's going, did he get the shirt? And the kid's crying his eyes out because he didn't. Yeah. It's like the message that came up there, because he's he feels entitled, because he feels as though he's in with a chance of getting it, and then he goes home and he hasn't got it or she hasn't got it. But... And 99 that times out of 100, that's happening. And those kids are going away from yeah. the match. And, that, and they're probably but not remembering the match. They're remembering the and not getting the shirt. Originally. Is people involved with the players have planted those signs with with kids, knowing where the shirt was going to go, ah. and then they can make the touch on it. Ah. But then, like I say, the next best minds to get involved with that are young minds, because they think outside the box all the time, all the time, and and that's why as a as a as a dental educator, I used to love working with. with 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 the third year and fourth year students because by God, they used to ask questions that I'd walk away and think, bloody hell, that's quite clever that. You know, and, and I'd learn and and how things evolve and how things change. Um and and this is something with the, the, the placard thing asking for the shirts. It's it started probably with something very nefarious behind it. But then the kids have seen it, hey that's blue good touch that. I have a bit of that <laughs> And then they got involved with it. And I can understand why Ajax have now gone and said, right, enough, class, done. Yeah. We're done with all of this. 
Um, sorry, it I went might, a little bit. It might, be also, it might be also something to do with the fact that some of those players who are not signing autographs outside grounds and not signing shirts and not giving mm. shirts are then getting abused on social media by the kids' parents because they're not, because they're not participating and they've disappointed. You've disappointed mm. little Johnny. He wanted your shirt and all you had to do was stop and get your photograph taken yep. with it and all that sort of crap. And then it all exacerbates and then we're back to what we're talking about half an hour ago. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen. I mean, we've seen. Yeah. We've seen it. I mean, you just need to watch Adam Pearson's channel to, to see what it's like up the up the training ground at times, and especially with the school holders on at the minute, it's carnage up there. Do you know what I mean? The, the players' cars getting you know jumped, and do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, they've got they need some kind of security or, or whatever up there yeah, to, to be perfectly honest. When it when it gets that level, I mean, I, I saw this at um, at Al Ahly once when I was down there with with the uh, Roy Aiken. And the players were leaving in their various sort of Bentleys and Lambos. And there was kids at the end of the street literally jumping out in the middle of the road going, stop. And some of them are doing like emergency stops. Yeah. To get stuff signed. It's just like, Jesus, this is crazy. It's bonkers. You know, Somebody's got. Somebody will get hurt, and then when someone gets yeah. hurt, that's 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 yeah. that's the problem. But uh, uh, quickly, quickly onto the Keith on this particular point before I bring in uh, Davy Craig, who's going to tell us a little bit about his uh, Newcastle song. Uh, Keith, your views on 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 the shirt scenario? I mean, should should they stop kids putting banners up and asking for shirts in the ground? You know, like tonight, just on this one show, we've talked about. Men in wheelchairs can't go along the side of the pitch and risk getting chucked out. And Ben's aren't allowed to take signs in. Uh, you know, and the next they're going to tell you that you've got to eat a fork in your left hand. And, you know, you, you, if you cough, you've got to do it in your hunky. Like, you know, when you go at the pitches, you do what the hell you want. You get whatever kit you want. You get whatever drink you want. And you go and enjoy yourself. But if you want to sit at the pitches and put your feet up or put your feet down or take your shoes off, you do what you want. And, and Steve Hasty touched on earlier, you know, if you want to call us customers, that's what we are. We are customers of the football club. And, and when you start making these rules, you know, I've heard nothing tonight where they're saying, first kid who comes in with a clown's wig on is going to get, or the first fan that's got the best flag with them is going to win. There's nothing positive. It's just all glass half empty, can't do that, chuck you out, take your ticket off. It's, it's a load of horse shit. They need to, they need to loosen up everybody. And, and to me, what's the harm if somebody's got a sign in front of them? Like Steve Hayes, he says, watch the match. It was my bear. I'd say, watch the match, boogie your sign. You need to watch the game. But if some kid wants to do that and gets a shirt off a hero, then for God's sake, just let him have it. A, we're talking about Ben's here, you know. We're not talking about adults, we're talking about kids. Okay, uh, big thank you to uh, Davy Craig for coming back on the show. How are you, Davy? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. And uh, we had you on the show a few months back when you were talking yeah. about um, uh, a song that you were going to knock up, um, and the money was going to go to the the food bank. Um, tell us how you've progressed and, and what happened. I've stuck the link, by the way, in the top of the, yeah. the chat in YouTube, so people will be able to click on that. Uh, takes you straight to the food bank page, uh, the fundraising page, and people can donate tonight. So tell us about it, Davy. Just recap and tell us Brilliant. where you got to. Yeah, well, about. December time, I decided because uh, I, you know, we we as you know we we uh, 
we go and stand with Steve and yourself and different ones and collect for the NUFC fans food bank and stuff that, that Steve started up and um, with Bill and, and obviously a number of others. And I kind of just thought to myself, you know, I, I had been volunteered at, volunteering at the actual food bank itself for a bit. And I thought I want to do something a bit more to try and raise a little bit more myself. And I thought, well, I'm a, I'm a musician. I've been a musician for years. So the simple thing to do will be to do a song. And being in the movie, We Are the Geordies, I thought, well, it's got to be called We Are the Geordies, you know. Um, we're Mr. Grumpy's dad and everything, you know. And uh, but uh, and you were the first person that I actually spoke to about it, Steve, at the Leeds game. Yeah, I remember I, that. Yeah, I'd, when I'd, I'd actually written it, it didn't take it, it. It took five minutes to write, but it's took eight months to do the whole bloody thing. It's been a. <laughs> I'm not going to swear, but it's been a nightmare. But <laughs> the the decision that I had was, I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea? to get loads of people for to sing on it as well and send, you know, the, the voices to me for to put it in, which I thought was a great idea at the time. And it, it's worked out well in the end. But I tell you what, my head was battered for months because trying to get people involved was the first thing. And then when people were sending in their contributions, they were great. I wasn't bothered whether people could sing or not. I kind of sing. I'm not a singer. Do you know what I mean? I'm a guitarist. Unfortunately, I sing on the actual thing because I couldn't get any book at all to do it. But um, a lot of people didn't sing along with the track the way I'd asked, so I had to edit every, just about every one, and it took weeks to do that, you know, um, cutting and pasting and all. Oh, it was a nightmare. Having to get everything in in the right place and that. And, um, and then I thought... And then my computer packed up and I had to get a new computer and I had to basically start again, do the whole thing again. And I very nearly just gave up and I thought, no, I'm not giving up because there's loads of people involved. I don't want to give up. It's for a great cause at the end of the day. It was just that little voice in my head saying, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's, it's a nightmare. Stop doing it. But um, and I wanted it ready for the, the start of the season. And I did a little video and that with it. The song ended up longer than I'd originally planned because it basically, um, it's almost like an A to Z of Newcastle players through the years, going back 120 odd years and whatever. So there's loads left out, but there's it's it's just over six minutes long because there were so many that I've just felt I couldn't leave out, and the way that the little rhymes and things worked, I couldn't. If I were left one out, I have to leave somebody else out. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. a whole double line or something would be left out. So the logistics of doing it weren't easy. And then I added loads of different things with the music. And then I had to mix it and then master it myself and everything. So I'm like frantically learning more tips and getting help with a few people how to do stuff with that. And it's 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 done and I'm really pleased it's finished. And there was a part of us just like saying, I never want to hear this song again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but I, I, my stepdaughter's over this afternoon and um, she hadn't heard it. And I put it on, I put the YouTube thing on the telly and I was sitting in tears. Because it's, it's, it's something I've worked on myself and I know hopefully it's going to raise some cash for 
fellow Geordies who are in need, you know, and we're all very, very close. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You could have an accident, you could have divorce, you could have anything. And all of a sudden, you know, with what the government are doing, as you know, it, one little change with something and then loads of it could end up needing the food bank. And I've I've been there and seen the people that use it. And the, I, I don't want to go too much into that, but I know that some people, when they talk about charities and various things and people are often looked down on, that, that they're no different to you and I. That, that that they're just people the same as everybody else but they're people in desperate need who literally can't afford to feed themselves and this is this is why I've done it you know and the whole Newcastle uh, food bank and what yourselves have been doing it's it's brilliant and I just thought I just want to do something myself to to add to that and um, the response so far today has been brilliant. It's been absolutely brilliant. The problem is the logistics of getting it. I couldn't, um, I couldn't, and I couldn't actually put it on a site myself because then I would be getting paid for it, and then I would have to donate to the food bank. But I would get taxed, and I would probably end up losing my benefits if if I did that. So I couldn't do that. Um, and there's all the, the the sort of logistics within the actual um, food bank website and stuff. We wanted it to be like a paid thing where you would click a link and you would pay like a pound for to download the song, but it just wasn't possible to do that. Um, so what I've done is I've done the video. The video is up there. There's a link in the video, and there's my actual um, page that I've set up on the food bank um website itself with all the links so it's basically saying here is the song here's the video you can download it now as well it's it's there you just literally click on the link and it'll automatically download onto your phone or your computer for you to listen to and it's just it, it's leaving it to the goodwill of people to say it's there for you to, to listen to and watch please donate if you can don't worry if you can't but please donate if you can you know and um there's a few things in the video that, that it, it's it's literally faces here and there. I don't know if you've watched it yet, um, but there's a few things that you know basically made me in tears again. You know, because um, the middle eight bit, I kind of talk about things that have gone and people who are no longer with us and stuff like that. But if you watch it, you'll see all of that. You know. And right, the link, the yeah. link's at the top of the, uh, in top of the chat in it. I'll leave it there for five minutes, just so you can click on it, please, folks. Um, look, yeah. there's a thousand pound target. Davey's raised a hundred and one pounds so far. There's seven donors. Please jump on it tonight, guys. You've got about five minutes to do that. If not, you can follow Davey on Twitter, and he will be able to point you in the right direction if you miss out tonight. Davey, what's your Twitter? It's Davey underscore Craig. Dead easy, Davy underscore Craig. It's my pinned post, so it's it's at the top. It's 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 right at the top of my page. Um, Great stuff. Well, every little every 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 little helps, Davy. Well done. It takes uh, it takes a lot of hard work doing stuff like this. You know, by the sounds of it, you've given yourself a bit of a bit of chew. But listen, you saw it through. You got there in the end, mate. And now you can sit back uh, and relax and enjoy Newcastle United's start of the season tomorrow. Quick, uh, a quick. 
um, prediction from you, Davey? How do you see tomorrow going? Tomorrow, I, I'm thinking 3-0, to be honest. I just think I think we're going to be too good for them. I, I know they've got this kind of whole thing coming up and they've got new players and, and whatever, but I just think we're going to be too good for, for them. I hope I'm not uh, eating my words, but... I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm quietly positive about it. It's the first time I've actually said any prediction or whatever, and you know. But I think we're going to be okay. It's I mentioned last week. It's nice to not look at the table before it's even before a ball's been kicked, and have to pick three teams that are going to finish below with. It's a great point, Davey. And that's what I think a lot of people need to recognise. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mitch is giving you a round of applause. He's right, though. You know, you, you, yeah. let's remember where we've come from back on the 7th yeah. of October. Do you I've, know what I mean? Please, I've done God. that for the last, last five or six years. Yeah. Right. Which three teams are worse than us? Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll be okay. That's just yeah. shit. That's not football. I know. No, that's not the dream of any kind. That's just surviving isn't it but we've got one there's one word that covers everything and that's hope for mm. me that's the word that covers yeah. everything you know and we stick together it's solidarity with what we're doing you know what you do and it's it it filters into the football and it's great even Alexander Mitrovic has already liked it. You know, I'm like a Ben. Mitrovic has liked me. Brilliant. Davey, I'm not sure if you heard the programme before, but just, just a quick one on, on Carl, the, uh, the guy who is in a wheelchair, who was uh, going round and round and, you know, with a flag against um, the, the, the the two opposition over the weekend where we had the friendlies. Look, good humour, good banter, um, but just... Do you just think it's a little bit of an overzealous steward who's probably had a flea and easy, given him a flea and easy ear and said, you know, you've got to stop doing that, otherwise you're going to get kicked yeah. out of the ground and potentially I, I, was, I was there on Friday and I watched I watched what was happening before he picked up the flag. And there were a couple of people picking flags up and trying to run along mm-hmm. the concourse and the stewards were stopping them. And the guy in the wheelchair... Basically, whether he thought I'm in a wheelchair, they're not going to stop me because I, I, I actually thought of it, but I'm not in a <laughs> motorized one. I couldn't hold it and push myself. <laughs> I'd have to have somebody else doing it. You know what I mean? It, it would have been a night, or I could have had a tiny little one, which would have looked stupid, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I honestly thought, I wonder if he's literally just decided they're not going to stop me. And he went up and down and up and down, and it was just brilliant. It was just fantastic, you know. And brilliant. to me, it was a friendly, for goodness sake. It wasn't taking away anything. People were cheering, and you could see people were looking and wondering what's happening on the pitch for them all to be cheering, but they were cheering him. And it just spread all around. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, the steward got involved, and then others tried to do it, and the stewards got involved. So some things must have been said to them, by yeah. somebody somewhere to stop it, which I think mm. is it's a shame. It was just a bit of a bit of a daft laugh. Yeah. But the owners were clapping it as well. So look, exactly, you know, yeah, I think yeah. I think you know I doubt they'll be doing it during the games. But Davey, as always, absolute pleasure uh, to have you on. Never be afraid to reach out, mate. It's always good to have you on and yes. and have a big crack as well, mate. And uh, look forward to seeing you at home and away this I've season. Got new, I've got my new kit. Have you? Oh, we'll keep an I've eye on you for that. I've got you'll be impressed. You'll be impressed. But I'm wearing, a kilt. 
I'm wearing a kilt, so I'm hoping it's not windy. <laughs> hey. Take care, Davey. All Watch the best. Hey, Davey. 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 Take care. Bye bye. Great to have Davey on, top man, and uh, well done. Very hard to, to, to do something like that. And he took the bull by the horns. And let's hope it raises a lot of money for the food bank, uh, as we often try to do on this show. And don't forget, you can see the guys, uh, of course, outside St. James's Park. Uh, across the road from Shiraz Bar uh, from dinner time tomorrow. Big shout out as always to our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. From our longest serving sponsors, it's a big welcome back to Darren Baldwin Funerals, independent funeral directors. Let us look after you in your time of need. Local direct cremations available from £1,495. You can find the guys 304 Old Durham Road, Gated, or call them on 478-2730 or email darren at darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. The website is simple as well, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Darren, again, was one of our very first sponsors, so good to have him back. Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists, www.gohd.com. And for another month, Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. And you can find them at mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. And he's promised some samples for us all. So there will be some kind of taste off, I'm sure. Uh, Away Day Clothing, uh, we will get their website up as soon as they've got some more stock. And a big thank you to Media Arts as well for all the video technology. He is back from his holidays. So uh, the podcasts will be loaded again to iTunes, Spotify and the rest uh, in due course. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, NUFCMatters.com. If you want to subscribe, we've got another 50 plus this week. Uh, go to NUFC Matters, a little badge in the bottom right hand corner, and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like it and click share to share to your social media. You can click thumb up after you've watched the program. I know a lot of people saying, Well, I'm on the iPad, I can't do this and I can't do that. Wait until the show's finished, come back and just click on it. Come back, it will be great. It, it, it does help us. It does help us. And um, don't forget as well, you can become a member. You simply just need to click join underneath. You can make a donation. Um, you can click thanks and make a donation. Go into the beer fund for Keith Patterson and the lads tomorrow um, for, for that for that day out. I mean, you know how much Stu and uh, Neil are going to be drinking. That's just the two of them. Bloody hell, it's going to cost me a fortune. But anyway, yes, you can donate like that. Or you can go down the John Justice Allen route, which is uh, getting some freebies. You get a, a nice cup, a pen, a scarf, and a membership card. And uh, you can do that by going to nufcmatters.com, clicking membership, or putting your smartphone over the QR code. It will take you straight there. We do give you a car sticker if you subscribe, but you need to email john at nufcmatters.com. And as I mentioned, the uh, the guys from the food bank will be outside the ground. But if you're not coming to the game tomorrow, make a virtual donation at nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. As I mentioned earlier, tonight is the night. We will be drawing this at the end of the show, the Shearer Ball. Uh, four more tickets left. Last four. Get yourself online, nufcmatters.com. Be in it to win it. And four tickets left for Frank Clark and Gibble, Monday the 5th of December. Uh, four tickets left for that. Don't miss out on that. And the last call for this, and it's the NUFC Matters score predictor. 77 people have enlisted. 
And it is cash prize every win, uh, every month, exclusive manager of the month T-shirt, a cash prize for the overall season winner and trophy and manager of the year T-shirt. Sign up now at nufcmatless.com. And don't forget, Peter Beardsley Soccer School is into its second month and it is going very, very well. Info at peterbeardsleysoccerschool.com if you want one of your kids to enlist. The latest food bank T-shirt um, is making great money, as you would imagine, the Fright Night T-shirt. <laughs> <He's standing laughs> up um, yes, that is currently at 300 quid because George Hayes has donated 250 uh, and I think George Mitchell has put 50 quid in. So it's at 300 quid that. George Hayes says Neil can have it. And I think um, he wants he wants uh, Joe, Joe Walker to put one on as well. So there might have to be two shirts knocked up there. But uh, thanks very much, as always, for your generosity. Uh, I await John just as Alan's new T-shirt. Uh, we will wait and see what that is. Response, and... The response on my WhatsApp has been interesting because I stuck with it on me WhatsApp status. Well, obviously... A lot of people in Dubai don't know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> I've had I've had a bit of explaining to do. I bet you have. Um, okay, John has also given away uh, a signed Alan Shearer gift box, uh, which was from the two sixty dinner, and it was with his monthly clues. So get ready, first person in the chat with a correct answer. Your first clue was fourteenth of April, nineteen twenty six. Your second clue was 146 appearances, 82 goals. Your third clue was 1953 to 1958, Colo Colo. Tonight's clue question, and the one we need the answer to, is this. The player suggested in previous clues had a brother who played for which club in England before he joined Newcastle? First person in the chat with a correct answer that John sees wins the prize. The player suggested in the previous clues had a brother who played for which club in England before he joined Newcastle. Over to you, John. I'll await your WhatsApp uh, message to tell us who has won, and we will announce that uh, a little bit later on. I do want to say as well, rest in peace to the Milburn Pigeon. Um, not the Gallagher pigeon, but the Milburn pigeon. And if you just see that um, smear of lines on the right-hand side, that is where, sadly, the Milburn pigeon crashed into the window and uh, sadly died. Uh, why someone then chose to pick it up and chuck it down where we were sitting, I've got no idea. It had a rather undignified final flight uh, until a steward managed to get a hold of it and eject it from the ground on Saturday. But uh, rest in peace, uh, anybody seen the Gallagher pigeon? Is that still alive? Who knows? Um, answers on a postcard, uh, please. Okay, uh, it is time for Tweet of the Week. Inundated this week, inundated. I, I did love this one by Mick Lowe's. Um, wow, look at the attention, the detail Mick used to go into for his pre-match preparation get yourself onto mick's twitter account uh at lowe's underscore mick and go and look at that that was mick's homework before each game he would print one of them off and he would have talking points uh for each player fascinating that just to show the inside of somebody who was probably one of the greatest commentators of our time as newcastle fans 
you can tell the difference from someone like that to the lad that did the first friendly game for us on NUFC TV. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I saw they were advertising my commentators. I was going to put myself forward, actually. I can imagine that would have gone down well with the trolls of it and me, me, me being uh, sitting there commentating, but uh, never mind. Stephen Kennedy is becoming a regular on our Facebook page. If you're not on there, just search NUFC Matters. We've got a group and a page. <laughs> Stephen says, just asking about Sunderland's Champions League dreams. Still dead. Thanks for checking. <laughs> ah, very good, Stephen. Keep them coming, mate, on the Facebook page. I do check it. Uh, even dodgy journalism in Toronto, says Colin Walker. Newcastle, new owners, new concerns. No change there, mate. You can't trust a lot of the media. I love this on the Manchester Evening News. M6 drivers stuck in huge traffic delays start having a party in the middle of a motorway. Um, those guys there are actually going to table football out on the middle of the dual carriageway um, and started playing table football. There was somebody else actually set their equipment up and started busking in the middle of the road. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, but this is the this is Britain in uh, in 2022. Uh, Stephen also sent us this one when Mackham's finally get the chance to holiday outside of Wearside. Uh, this picture says it all other way around, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and this one from Ian Hull who uh, loves a cartoon Bob and Steve noticed no one else was wearing a colour suddenly they realised they were in a stray bar <laughs> very good Ian uh, I love this photo I love these kind of photos James Douglas thank you for this one me and my son wearing the same kit 24 years apart 24 years man Jeez. how good's that Absolutely fantastic, that James. Thanks for allowing us to use the photograph of your, your young lad. Uh, Paddy Power, uh, always on the oh, money man. for tweets. It was a close game, but the That's turning points seemed to be you shouting, beep, you beeping <laughs> at one of the German players. Yeah, very good. Like that one. And this one from Neil Skinner. Uh, he, I'm sure with all his old Dorman connections, Steve Wraith will get the old Madison's nightclub open to welcome James Madison when he arrives at Newcastle. <laughs> good idea, Neil. Good idea. <laughs> Uh, the Berry Pub, very good. Uh, Southgate reveals England's new starting lineup. Men's. Yeah. So John Terry there. Yeah, it's one like one of Albert's drones. Are you that? Um, uh, this one as well. Um, well. Absolute quality, this. When they charge you a mint for some off centre print, that's Castori. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Zara for that one. Um, I did like this one. Football season. Meet the lads. Tick. Full English and a pint. Tick. 14-fold. Tick. Eight more pints before kickoff. Tick. Lose 2-1 in the 90th minute. Tick. MK Dons let you down for three grand. Tick. More booze. Tick. Stay out all night. Tick. Relationship in tatters. Tick. And they say it's only a game. <laughs> Few of them flying around. Uh, Michael Owen releasing a special edition NFT to mark the occasion. <laughs> and Lindsay Rag, thank you for this one. Soaking up the atmosphere. Must be in the posh seats to sat behind Steve Wraith. Yeah, posh seats indeed. Didn't see Keith Patterson, obviously. Um, this one from Zara. Find someone who looks at you like Robson Green looks at Les Ferdinand. <laughs> 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 true love, true love. Uh, David Picks is not sure I'm disciplined enough to apply this rule to everyone, but I'm definitely going to start unfollowing people comparing this current ownership to Ashley or even elements of it. Look at the club now. Look at it 10 months ago, night and day, and it's only getting started. 
I'm sitting here absolutely crushed that I haven't got a season ticket after spending 10 years of predominant shite under Ashley. Now we're signing top line under Dutch defenders and current Brazilian and English internationals. It's bonkers. So a bit of perspective there from David, who's a good lad. How are you, the lads? At last, August 22 is here. And the player of the month is still one of our starting 11. Joe Linton. Crikey. <laughs> and... Bedlington Jamie, I guess I'll not be watching the Newcastle match after all. I've got a cracking distorted loop of Miggy winning the ball back, though. <laughs> um, this one as well picked up attraction on Twitter. The chairman of Newcastle and some other bloke who had an important job fairly recently pictured in New Jersey today. Things you didn't think you'd write a year or two ago. Very true. Um, Lee Foster, once you notice the Mackham's halfway line has been painted by someone who's drank 15 Moretti's, you can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, championship uh, championship ground and still third division standards. Uh, that one is self-explanatory. The notes that were coming on during the women's football. And this one from Dan Regan, parents today. Text me when you get there. Text me the names of the kids who were there. Text me when you're coming home. Parents in the 80s. Bye. <laughs> That's true. So true. So true. Uh, Damien, I'm more angry that Greg's don't sell cheese savory studies anymore than Castoria appear to fulfill all the criteria allegedly for a drug money smuggling operation rather than a kit supplier. <laughs> uh, this one, we don't demand a team uh, that wins, we demand a stream that works, says John. Very good. And Mark, disappointed not to see John Terry there in the full kit and boots, talking about when England won the, the women's, won the world. Uh, the European Cup, sorry. Um, this one uh, was cited in uh, Abbey Road. Brilliant. Obviously somewhere where you can scroll on the wall. Someone's put on UFC matters, and I haven't been there recently, so uh, definitely not me. Uh, men, football's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Women, 60 years later, I'll get it myself. <laughs> <laughs> David Sweeney, me trying on the new extra large away kit. Today in the Castoria <laughs> shop in the Metro Centre. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, this one, the moral of the story is always sack Phil Neville with regards sure. to the women. Sure. 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 The winner, the winner this week uh, had to be this one. And Ian McIntosh says Southend United have sold the name and rights for their West Stand to the local estate agents Gilbert and Rose. I don't think they thought this one through. The no. Gilbert and Rose West Stand. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Named after a serial killer. Fantastic. Great stuff. And just want to say thank you to uh, Peter Beardsley for, and, and John uh, Justice Allen for keeping us updated on what's going on down there. Peter bought the ice creams. He got the Benz all the same picture. Um, he's made the kids, you know, yeah. week, months, whatever you want to call it down there. Absolutely brilliant. Been absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I was down there this week, Steve. It was yeah. great. Watching the kids, the enthusiasm, watching the watching the enthusiasm of uh, enthusiasm of a sixty-two-year-old kid in Peter Beardsley as well was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, God, that bloke—he can still play a ball, he can still pass a ball like you've never known, um, and his his enthusiasm for the game is 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 remarkable. Second, he's had a he's had a great fortnight with those kids playing around, um, and I'm sure every kid has has come away. Learning so much about what football is really about and enjoying the game. Uh, it's been it was it was brilliant. It was an eye opener, um, but it was just great to see the enthusiasm from youngsters. Um, and hopefully, we'll get the next time it's on. There'll be a few girls down there as well after the success of uh, 
of the ladies' team. I think Absolutely it's great, I think it's great where he's bought the kids all these ice creams and give them pictures. Like it's just a, such a spontaneous thing yeah. to do, and it, it'll yeah. be, you know to get to get a picture of Beads. He signed is one thing, but the best thing he did this week is where he kidded Johnny Allen on that he'd had a good game. Johnny's, <laughs> running, Johnny, Johnny's running around in a one-armed bandit. 62-year-old Beards, he goes past and drops Johnny on his ass. And then the next day, he has the neck to phone him up and say to Johnny Allen, where did you used to play your footballer? And like, Johnny Allen's bought the story. He's really, realised Pete, realize Peter's taking the piss out of him big time and tell him what a Mary is. And he, like, last, last time someone turned as slow as that was a tanker in the North Sea. But basically, it's just straight-faced Johnny Allen going to believe he can play football. It's priceless. And I think well, the NUFC Matters website's just been shut down, Keith, after that. <laughs> after, after all of that. <laughs> John has left the building. Anyway, congratulations to Tom Lynch. You are the winner in the uh, John's monthly quiz. Could be the last one if uh, Keith keeps going on insulting the poor lad who's clearly got football talent coming out of his legs and ears. Uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on, uh, thank you to everybody who sent those tweets in. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> Two tickets left, two ninety nine. Get your tickets now for the Shira Ball. We are drawing that very, very shortly. Uh, five to seven, uh, John. Uh, we will shut it off at ten to seven. So if you can get me the video over, and we'll do the draw officially online. Who the winner is? Thank you very much for everybody who's entered. Get those last two tickets if you haven't got them already. Get in quickly. Uh, okay, let's ask you guys your team, your starting eleven. Um, Steve, I'll come to you last because I've just seen you uh, grimacing there. It might give you a little bit of time to, uh, to, to, right. to, to compose yourself. Keith has been beavering away since the start of the show, and I think he's already got his pick. I will go with mine first. And I, you know, I, I, despite temptation to change it, um, you know, I've, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with a team. Let, let's go with a team that we think will start tomorrow, not the team that we would want to start. So let's rock. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. We'll go into extra time. My, my views tomorrow, then, I think he will start in goal, Martin Dubravka. I think he will go with Trippier at right back, Target at left back. And I think tomorrow... He may well start both Byrne and Botman. I think he'll go with the expected three in the middle. Bruno, Joe Linton, Bruno, Joe Linton, Sean Longstaff. I think he'll go with the SM. And I think he will go with Miggy. And I think he'll go with Callum Wilson. What's he going for? Dubravka, Trippier, exactly, exactly the same as yours. Wow. Well, that's the team exactly I think. Same. I think okay. you'll go. I'll go with that. I think. I think the the, the the positions that's getting debated is obviously Pope Dubravka. I think the man manager he is the same way he hasn't changed the team numbers. I just I just think he's to keep everybody on side. He's got to play Dubravka because he's done nothing wrong. So I, I can't see him starting with Pope. Um, I think. I think. <laughs> You know, Burn had an outstanding season. And Pete, you know, a lot of people are tipping Shah to, to start, but I, I think it'll be Burn. And then the, the other position that's, I, I guess, the two then is do you play, some people are saying play um, 
you know, don't play Sean Lonsdale. I think he's had a brilliant close season. And one, one of the other things somebody was talking about was, was you know, if if you, if you don't if you don't play him, um, you know, the other kid who's going to people are saying will take his place. It's got a he had a he had a closing rate last in in twenty twenty one of one goal in two games. He's now got a closing rate of two in twenty nine, one in fourteen and a half games. So I don't see how long stuff gets took out the side. And then Almeida, I think, walked himself in by his pre-season form as well. I think he's been exceptional. So uh, when when you said that team, I've just ticked every player, and and I think it's uh, you know I think it's I think it's the team that he has to pick to keep the squad. You know, on side. I think. I think if he if he if he, if he changes that up, I'd, I'd be disappointed. Okay, Mitch, what's your team? I think you two are a pair of sentimental old trollops. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the ruthless world of Newcastle United. Right. We'll go Pope. We'll go Trippier. We'll go Shea. We'll go Botman. We'll go uh, Target. And then midfield three will be uh, Bruno. Joe Linton and Willock, and up front, Miggy, ESM, Wilson. So the, 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 the one, so you've got you've got Wilson, you've got um, instead of Longstaff, you've got Willock, 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 and, you, and you've got Sharin and Popian, and 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 for me, Burn had a great season, like an exceptional season. So I don't tell you, I don't tell you, just... you dropped him, and I don't tell you, you dropped a Bravka. Because Pope's a better keeper from what I've seen in the preseason. Oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think he was any better. He and was I was critical of signing Pope, but I've, I've seen a lot more from Pope preseason than I have the oh. Bravka. And I think of all the keepers we've got, we've got one saleable one, and that's the Bravka. Um, and I think Pope's my number one. Simple. And, uh, and will it? Will it? Will it? Will it? Willock's close to... season versus Longstaff's is non-comparable. What Longstaff said worked his ass off over the close season. Willock's what's, what, what's his goals to game ratio compared to Willock? Well, Willock's one in fourteen and a half, so I, I don't know what Longstaff says, but I think I think work rate in the pitch. I think Longstaff works a lot harder than Willock. Though. Mate, honestly, I I think you're going to find we're going to have some to 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 appreciate. Some ruthless decisions from the manager this season because I, I think he's signed a new contract and he knows where he's going with it, and he knows what's expected of him. And I, I think tomorrow we've got a yes, we've got a newly promoted club coming up to St James's Park on the first day of the season. They'll be trotting up, thinking, "Let's oh, have a go here." Definitely, I They've agree with signed that. what twelve players? Fourteen. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how that gels on your first day of the season, <laughs> particularly when one of them's going around doing all this on his TikTok and driving around in bloody ridiculous cars and shit like that. Crack on. We've got to put them away tomorrow and make a statement. And that's what I genuinely think we'll do. And he'll do it with the best 11 on the pitch. And okay, it doesn't Steve, include long staff and it doesn't include Burn. Steve, you've had a bit of time. Uh, what's your team? Bravkan goal, Trippier, and Target. And I think you'll play Botman and Lascelles. Oh, Christ. Oh. Oh. Last year, you're supposed to be listening, not moaning. 
Uh, midfield, he'll go Longstaff, Joe Linton and Bruno. And up front, he'll go Wilson. And playing off him will be ASM and Miggy. So you're, you're the only difference between me and Steve for you is is Lascelles. Yeah. And, uh, and and like again, it's good. It's good. It's it's a real curveball that because I didn't think anybody was going to say that. But and and you know, yeah, you'd say that, the, the Russian. I mean, we had this conversation last week when we we're out. We we're talking about you know we didn't we didn't go into the team, but we went into that 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 particular position that, that the two the two centre backs, and we talked about this. Can you be a two left footed centre backs? And it was interesting how the argument went. You can't play two left footed, but you can play two right footed. And and that that was fascinating, wasn't it? That 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 sort of like oh, never thought of that. We but, we but are now in a very opposite position where we can always play a left and a right. Yeah, I, yeah. that's that's yeah. quite unique. For the, yeah. the same, for the same reason, like on Mitchell's and the same reason that I'd put Miggy in because he had an exceptional close season. I'd put, I wouldn't put Willock in because I don't think he's had a great close season. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think in the friendlies he showed anything. And I, and someone just put on the screen said he's a ten minute man. But but to me Willock's a better number ten. So so if if Willock was going to get in, I'd be putting him in instead of Almeida kind of consideration. But when you talk about putting a shift in, and you've got Joe Linton and uh, and Gamaris, I can show Lancaster and run through walls for you tomorrow. And I think I think he's had a really good close season. And I think that's important. So I would put Longstaff and Almeida for that. But when Steve said Lascelles, that's that's just shocked us because I didn't exp- I thought yeah. I thought ninety nine percent were going to be debating between which is hey, it's a good point, Steve, because I thought we were all going to debate between mm. whether it's Byrne or Shah. And and you know, if you were doing a team for balance, you might say we'll put Shah in because he's he's got a right foot. For me. Burns one of the first people on the sheet for, for last season. He and I think the stats are right, Steve. I think they've played a lot together this preseason, the cells. Yeah. And and the fact that he was given the captaincy yeah. so publicly yeah. um in yeah. the summer, it could be yeah. it could be could be right. But somebody said typical Geordies don't agree, but me and Keith did agree. We both said the same team. We so did. um we did. he he held it up. You two have agreed for a while. <laughs> Steve, it's just good. It's just good work with the afflicted that we can bring these along to our kind of intelligence. <laughs> okay, um, as as always, you, you, you've been living too close to Sunderland for too long. You are. Jesus. Oh, oh, Dufflad, I live further away than Newcastle. Newcastle's a lot. Newcastle's a lot closer to Sunderland than what I am, mate. I live. I live I'm half an hour from Sunderland. What in Dubai? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Tune look alike. God, we're going to fly through these because the, 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 conversation, the conversation's been tremendous. Uh, Sam Chipperfield was straight in with a Steve Hasty look alike. <laughs> oh, me. And Albert wasn't far oh. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one was from Ian Hull. He says, uh, two look alike the gentleman that is Steve Hasty and Private Godfrey from Dad's Army. You should have kept your hair, mate. Godfrey. <laughs> uh, this one was from Andrew. This is from Andrew. Look alike he says, I've got nothing more to add. Uh, Albert, then was, Albert was back on his editing machine this week. <laughs> 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 uh, 
This one was from Tom Dixon. Tom Dixon. Tom Dixon's clearly been on the uh, on, on the same machine. Uh, <laughs> Tom didn't even put any writing with that. He didn't put any writing with it. He just just put a load of stuff in. Sam Chipperfield says that Steve Hasey's ditched the long locks and added some makeup, some transformation, lads. Yeah. And then this one, another one from Tom Dixon, who then started to play around with animals. Uh, could you want to rephrase that, please? <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Tom was playing around with animals. Uh, fresh trim. Um, that one again was. Oh, uh, that supposed some, to look like? I think that was from East Midland Mag, Steve yeah. Hasty. <laughs> again, just. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Lilly sent this one. Steve Hasty chilling in the sun. <laughs> and this one, for good measure. Um, how long has Steve Hasty been... Uh, Lookalikes been going. <laughs> the 15th century they started. Uh, Stephen Moore is a new face to Steve Hasty's hit list. Uh, Steve Hasty's turned into Miriam Margoyles. Um, I, I only chose that one. <laughs> Uh, I love this one from Sam Chipperfield. Bloody heck, Stu Penman looks rattled here. Seen him like that a few times, I. Carl Stu Penman put a bean this week. On, on the, on they did, yeah. Uh, this one's been flying around a while, but thanks to Alan McKenzie for resurrecting yeah. it. Uh, tonight's look alike, uh, look alike in our absence, a little look into the future when Jamie checks his next bank statement after the yeah, uh, Wagatha Christie situation. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which yeah, was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I put this together. People were sending in this of Keith last week in the Irish <laughs> Club. E.T. and Mother Teresa. <laughs> came, in from, came in from numerous people, that one. Uh, back with Albert. Christ, they're all at it. Me and Mitch. Oh, God, all right. Put a bit. Big up, but I've been. Uh, Albert then sent this. Mitch sent this uh, to the little boys' room. Sent to the little boys' room after the NUFC matters expose. Ah, and, on this, and that was now Hasty's retired. Steve Wraith's taking up the baton. So, okay, moving moving on to uh, some lookalikes now. Um, oh, no, Albert said that's three games in three days for Steve Hasty. Just love those flags. Yeah. That was that's now that's an actual he's attempted to look alike that one. Um, Rock Platoon <laughs> never knew Dan Byrne and Ryan Fraser's wives played for Belgium. That was <laughs> uh, Peter Swift, for the three amigos on Friday, saw Joe Linton on a cruise through the Panama Canal in March, think he needs a new hairdresser. <laughs> wow. And this one, uh, John Brown, one for the lookalikes, Gary Lineker. And uh, a, a lass in Bangkok, a go-go bar, approximately 20 years after the famous Leicester City Thailand tour. <laughs> You'll have to tell us more. I must have missed out on that one. Um, maybe I just wasn't reading those kind of newspapers. Uh, Andrew Rizal, John Sykes of White Snake is Hasty's bat. Is this the Hasty's band game? <laughs> and he used, drink, he used to drink at the Jubilee where we drank. <laughs> Al Ramayan says, Look at Lady, War Amanda has War Amanda bought David De Gea. Yes, I could be. A good one, yeah. Was uh, this one Mark Byers? Um, Mitch, uh, Mitch. Has, has Mitch had, had his uh, bu budgie Steve Hasty in Mitch's budgie smugglers. That's what he's saying. <laughs> oh, it's quality, quality. Uh, 
This one um, as well. Keith <laughs> <laughs> is the mouth is the emperor. And Tim Cairns, the bottom one, we've seen the top one before. I can see a resemblance, he says. <laughs> getting hammered. Uh, Aga says, look like, looks like an actor. Uh, David Franco and Fabian Cher. Very good oh, likeness, that. Very good likeness. That's good. And this one from Albert. Guess who? Right. <laughs> uh, John Justice Allen made an appearance on the show last week, and uh, this oh. one was re recognised by Big B. He says, the gentleman between the ladies is John Justice Allen's twin brother, Jimmy Corkill. <laughs> this was brilliant as well last week from Jacob. He says, during the last NUFC Matters Three Amigos, Steve Wraith pretended not to know the neighbor, neighbor's character names, yet here he is, super excited for next year's, uh, for, the, for the super excited for the farewell episode. Very good, that, mind. I had to look twice at that. Yeah. I, I was making sure you hadn't like superimposed something on that one. Uh, this one, uh, two look alike from Paul Whitfield. <laughs> oh no, not bloody Agadu. Is that Mitch or is it Dean Michael from Black Lace? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one from Albert. <laughs> 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 Steve <laughs> I've been sending this one a few times. Uh, Lindsay Armstrong says, Don't you like to see it's Reggie Cray and Asda? Very good. I've seen that one that doing the rounds. <laughs> Gareth Vardy now he has a great look alike yeah <laughs> a, a lot of people said that Jamie Vardy won still paying off his wife's legal fees yeah coming down to the coming down to the last few other my mate's daughter when he was engaged to her instead of going off for the one he did that's what the problem is oh. exactly <laughs> Uh, this one from Lee. Uh, well, lads, I love the pick that was shared today, but it reminded me so much of Krang from Ninja Turtles that I had to see if it would qualify for lookalike. That was a great picture of Joe Walker, by wasn't it? When he put it that was lying in there. Uh, all, all the trolls come out to play. Lying in bed with Keith, yeah. Uh, this one from Darren. Uh, Friday lookalike. Very good, that. Very good. Yeah. Not the only suggestion we had on that department as well. Uh, there we go. Um, so very good. Yeah, it did look a little bit like Klinsman. Uh, okay, uh, coming into the top four. Uh, David sent this one. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good, but that wasn't good enough to hit the top three. Uh, top three was this one. 100% mags. John Layton from The Great Escape and Sean Longstaff. Yeah. Good, that. Very good. Number two, David Cook. Thank you. Toon Tipster and Graham McDowell. Yes, I would. I would put uh, McDowell's not sitting dreaming about another bloke, though. Yeah, and number one this week was this one. Very good, Joe Lysett and Matt Target. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? From Tony Byrne. That's that's really good. That keep them yeah. coming in. Uh, try and make them look like he's Albert. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Albert, they do what you do, mate. They call it. You do what you're doing, Albert. <laughs> Classic. There you go. That's two look like he's. <laughs> Send them to me or send them to the lads. And uh, as you know, we do like to have a laugh on here. And this week, I did catch up with Elliot uh, Slesser. He's done his um, he's done his world class uh, NUFC Dream Matters team. So that will be coming up very shortly. But he has one of his jokes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Here we go. I've got a new job as a croupier, which is ideal. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> Very good, Elliot. I hope you had a good week this week, uh, mate. He was up in uh, Scotland, I think he was, practising. And uh, best of luck in his next tournament. But, uh, yeah, I'm having a, a little bit of a break from the live shows next week. So uh, you will be able to catch up on a few pre-records. You will have a full week's entertainment next week. So don't worry. And the three amigos will be live next Friday. So uh, just having a, a couple of days off, spend a little bit of time with the family who are off. Okay, return of uh, a couple of favourites. And um, as always, uh, looking ahead to the game tomorrow, it is Toonstato. It's not there. Hello lads, another season begins. Nottingham Forest are back in the Premier League and we start against them. Actually, they're one of the teams that we have never lost a game against in the Premier League. Eight games, five wins for Newcastle and three draws. Although we all remember that one of these draws back in 96 cost us the title. Actually, since 1988, we have played six games at St. James's Park in the league and Newcastle have won all six of them, four in the Premier League and uh, two in the Championship. When it comes to first game of the season though, funnily enough, Nottingham Forest have played five seasons in the Premier League and in four of these seasons they have won their opening game, which has makes them the team with the best win ratio in the first week of the season for all teams that have played more than one season in the Premier League. Now for Newcastle, the last win at St. James's Park in the opening game of the season was 10 years ago, back in 2012 against Tottenham. And actually our overall record in the first game of the season is not great either, as we have only won uh, one since then uh, against West Ham in 2020. We all know that this is about to change on Saturday. When it comes to top goal scorers for, for in the opening game of the season for Newcastle, not surprisingly, it's Alan Shearer with four, followed by Oba Martins with three. Callum Wilson has two. He scored in both of the opening games since he came to the club. Let's wish the lads to have a great season. And having said all this, I packed my bag and I'm on my way to St. James's Park for the game tomorrow. See you, lads. Fantastic, as always. Great to have Andre back. He's a big miss over the summer and uh, he's taken to being a father very well. Looking forward to catching up with him, hopefully at some point tomorrow. And uh, as you know, we also have Toon Tipster. And surprise, surprise, he's got his own show on a Monday and he hasn't bothered turning up. I've got an email, as usual. Uh, so here we go. Sorry, Steve, normal service resume next week. Now then, I really wasn't going to bother this season. This channel's really gone down the pan this summer, especially that joke of a show on a Monday night. Mind you, that guest who does it with a baldy fella is a good-looking lad anyway. The mags are back and eagerly awaited new Premier League uh, season, especially looking forward to seeing all of the new strikers hitting the net. The Toon are massive favourites at 4-6. to six. The draw is 14-5 and Forrest are 17-4. 2-0 is 7-1. 3-1 is 14-1. And 1-1 is 7-1. 1-0 Forrest, 14-1. 6-5 for Wilson to score, which Joe thinks is a great shout. 
ASM is 11 to 5. Botman, nice price, 9 to 1. Uh, and Jesse Lingard, or J Lings, as he likes to call him, 4 to 1. And uh, the returning callback is 14 to 1. Season odds, 100 to 1 to win it. 26 to 1 to be relegated. 8 to 1 for a top 4 finish. And 11 to 4 for top 6. Uh, 1 to 3 on to finish top Shit. half. And Callum Wilson is 50 to 1 to finish top goal scorer. He also says, don't forget, Super 6 starts tomorrow. Tune in to see a real hottie on Mondays. Love you, TT, he says. And he did send us a PS. He says, Food Bank, Wilson to score. And new for this season, big duel to be booked. 10 to 3. Toon Tickle, John Allen to finish bottom of the Super 6 is evens. That that concludes uh, our Toon Tipsters email. Big thank you to him as well. Uh, okay, guys. Um, predictions. Steve Hasty. 2 0 win. Okay, 2 0 win. I'm going for a 2 1 win. Mitch. 4 0. 4 0 win. And Keith Patterson. 3 1 to Newcastle. 3-1. He's doing a penman. Okay, good stuff. Uh, we um, just want to announce the pre-match talk-ins. And tomorrow at the Black and White Bull, John Anderson uh, will be alongside John Gibson. Uh, and that is at the Black Bull, the old Black Bull. It's now called the Black and White Bull. Uh, free talk-in there from 12 o'clock. Uh, and as always, you can catch Super Mac, the legend that is, at the Dog and Parrot. Kids welcome, food and good beer and good crack. So get yourself uh, down there tomorrow. And just a little shout out as well. The Black and White Bull are also doing Sunday lunch uh, for the 28th of August. Tickets are £20. Super Mac and Gibbo are on up there. And it's uh, match. Uh, you've got your own table. You've got table service. You've got your Sunday dinner. And 20 quid. Screens are good. Uh, the, the venue is good. Right next to the ground. Get yourself up there. New prize this week is the signed Joe Linton shirt. Uh, donated to us by Football Prizes. Uh, $3.95 a ticket for that. The link for the website to win that is going onto my Twitter. And it's also pinned to the top of the chat. So click that. Go and get your tickets for that, and we will uh, push that until the tickets have gone. I think there's 99 tickets for that, so get yourself on them. Big shout-out to Football Prizes for donating that uh, for this week. And uh, the winner of the Shearer Bowl is... Darren Smith. Well done, sir. You are the winner of the Alan Shearer Ball. Uh, John Justice Allen will get in touch with you. Uh, well done. Thank you for everybody entering. And uh, John will be in touch. And a big shout out to Tom Lynch, who won in the chat. He won the Shearer Box uh, earlier on. So well done, Tom. You've been a big supporter of the show. Uh, it's about time you won something, Bonnie Lad. You've been with us all the way through. So well done, mate. Uh, absolutely delighted for you. Uh, I think I've fitted everything in. I don't think I've forgotten anything other than Julie's favourite part of the show, and she's not even watching live now. Now, really, with Troll, Troll of the Week, I, I had, I'm, I'm pleased to say I have busy weeks and I have quiet weeks. Sometimes I don't get any, sometimes I, I get a lot. Uh, this week's been one of those, uh, I would say, fair to middling weeks where I've been given, uh, you know, given a little bit of abuse on different things. 
This one wasn't directly at me. It was on somebody who we met in the strawberry at the weekend. And Toby put a lovely message up, meeting Mr. Steve Wraith. Perfect end of a great few days in the tune. Andy Cullen chipped in with, poor bastard. Wow. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. You know, somebody putting something positive up like that. Uh, it's been a fantastic show, lads. We've run into overtime, but Steve Hasty and Mr. Grumpy are desperate of a drink. Uh, if you see us out and about, come up and see us. Come up and say hello. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Let's hope Newcastle get the results. Let's hope they get three points. And uh, I'll bid you good night. Take care, lads. Thanks very much. See you, lads. Take care. See you tomorrow.